Welcome to the Hannah Miller Show. And here she is, Hannah Miller. Outspokenly conservative and unashamedly Christian, this is Hannah Miller, and this is what happened this week. So I'm just going to cover one story this week. We are on Baby Watch. And so this is the last podcast you will get from me before Baby gets here. And then I'll probably take a couple of weeks off. I do have two... um, two interviews that I have pre-recorded with my dad. You may have heard one of them, maybe both of them already, on his podcast. If you listen to his podcast, which a reminder, if you don't, you should. His podcast is more than medicine, and he actually is dropping episodes on twice a week now. He do he does devotions with Dr. Papa, which are a middle-of-the-week drop, and they're just really good Bible teaching. And uh, the sweet little voice that you hear at the beginning with him is my little Emberly, and that's always a treat. And then on the weekends, he drops another podcast that's generally a little bit more cultural, political, of that kind of nature. So anyway, um, the two interviews that I did with him and with Arthur Hampton, you were going to run here on my podcast. So if you miss them on his, uh, you can catch them here sometime in the next couple of weeks. And then I will be back with you depending on baby and how things are going. So no, we don't know what gender we're having. Everybody keeps asking me that. And I don't know if I I had said on the podcast that uh, we like to be surprised. So we're going to be surprised with this little one. And uh, we're very excited. And any day now. It's literally this week. So, uh, you know, every every time I, I grab the belly or I turn funny and make a face, my husband's like, is it time? <laughs> so uh, we're ready. The kids are ready. And we're so excited to meet this new little one uh, that will be welcoming into the Miller household. So what's the story that I want to talk about this week? So like I said, only one story we're just going to get in and then and dive in and, and get out pretty quickly uh, with this story. And the reason I want to talk about this is because I had mentioned it quite a few weeks ago now about Target and what needed to happen with Target. So on Tuesday, there's been a couple articles written about this. James Murphy wrote about it um, at The New American. The Blaze has an article about it. Um, Maybe American Thinker. I'm not really sure. I can't remember for sure. But I know that The Blaze and The New American have articles about it. I'm primarily bouncing off of James Murphy and what he had to say. But on Tuesday, America First Legal filed a lawsuit against the Target Corporation on behalf of shareholder Brian Craig. You remember when all this stuff started happening with Target, I said, this is what needed to happen. The shareholders were going to have to sue Target. And the lawsuit alleges that the Minneapolis-based corporation misled shareholders about its environmental, social, and governance, ESG, and diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI, mandates causing shareholders to lose billions of dollars in market share. So Craig and America First alleged that Target only considered far-left investors when it began marketing LGBT clothing, including, as we all know, uh, swimwear to children. That This kind of all happened in May as part of its pride celebration. Of course, that resulted in backlash, including a boycott of Target stores that resulted in a market cap loss of nearly $16 billion. Okay, and a press release, uh, America First released a press release, and this is what they said. Target's management has misled investors, assuring them that the corporation oversees social and political issues and risks to protect shareholders. 
when behind closed doors, it works for its extremist, hard-left stakeholders at the expense of its customers and shareholders. So you hear what they're saying. They're saying that they're supposedly targets management. You know, they're, they've told everybody, hey, look, we don't make any of these marketing decisions without consulting, you know, political issues and making sure there's very little risk to our shareholders when it's become very obvious especially with what's happened with the market, that no, that's not true. And so more specifically, in releasing a, they, uh, America First further said, Target embraced the radical transgender agenda with its children and family-themed pride marketing and sales campaign. The corporation's infamous pride collection included clothing for young children with rainbow Mickey Mouse sim- symbols, LGBT-themed bibs and onesies for babies, and tuck-friendly bathing suits for transgender women. That's all stuff that we have seen all blasted all over the internet since May. So there's a, a former Donald Trump aide who founded America First Legal, and that's Stephen Miller. And according to him, Stephen Miller says Target has run afoul of federal law with its commitment to ESG ideals. What does he mean by that? Well, he tweeted out and said that America First Legal is suing Target in federal court for violating the Securities Exchange Act after destroying shareholder value by pushing sexual propaganda to kids. And of course, that was that point was echoed by Gene Hamilton, who is America First Legal's vice president and general counsel. So there's a lot of these guys who are high up over there who are saying, yeah, we're in agreement on this. And, and, and with what we understand about the law, about the United States, and with federal law, the, and what's going on with Target. So, and, so Gene Hamilton continued and said, federal law requires publicly traded corporations to provide certain information to shareholders in their proxy statements that allow those shareholders to make informed decisions. You see, you hear what I'm saying? So they're required to release certain information so that shareholders can make informed decisions. That makes sense. Then he continues, as are alleged in our complaint, Target failed to execute its duty to its shareholders by making statements that led them to believe that political and social risks were being assessed, when in reality, the only thing Target's board and management cared about was how effectively they fulfilled the desires of various metrics advanced by left-wing stakeholders. And I'm putting air quotes around stakeholders. Uh, In so doing, they caused our client to lose a substantial amount of money, and we will vindicate his rights in federal court. So all of this is they're saying Target failed to assess, you know, they said, hey, we're assessing the risks with our marketing campaign. We have assessed it. We think it's, uh, you know, this is a, this is a good risk for us to take. And anybody in their right mind, anybody in their right mind would look at the demographics of the United States of America and say, uh, less than 1% of 1% of the population, probably not, bro. Probably not a good marketing scheme. I don't know what the percentages are, but it's a very, it is a very small percentage of the United States population that is celebrating, that is going full throttle with now, you know, there's a lot of parents out there who are willing to look the other way when people are, you know, when adults are making their own decisions. So if Target had put out some clothes for adults and, you know, just kind of did their thing, but when they went for the kids, 
there's a lot of mamas and daddies out there who said, nope, this is too far. And Target should have known better. And any of us with half a brain could look at the demographics of the United States and realize this is not a good marketing campaign. This is not going to sell very well. And so when Target says that, yeah, they assessed those risks and it was a fair risk to take, they're lying. Now, they may get in court and finagle some things because we all know how lawyers can do and twist things and make themselves come out smelling like roses, like this was an accident. Well, we didn't really know what the market, the, the market was going to do. But any of us who have a lick of common sense can see that this was a an effort on their part to push an agenda no matter what the market demand was, no matter what the risk assessment was. And that's what this guy is saying, this shareholder is saying, Brian Craig. America First also pointed out that it's not the first time Target has placed woke ideals over the wishes of customers. And of course, we all remember what happened in North Carolina where you had the legislature that adopted a, a law in 2016 and that to keep biological men out of out of bathrooms used by women and girls. Um, and then Target released a Pride Manifesto. And, of course, they said, you know, welcome as employees and shoppers to use restrooms and fitting rooms corresponding to their gender identities. You know, they, they wanted to spit in the face of North Carolina. And in the bathroom case, Target admitted that it didn't adequately assess the risk and acknowledged that the ensuing black, backlash was self-inflicted. But... They refused to apologize and instead, as we have seen this year, doubled down on their position. And then America First press release, their, their, uh, the press release that re they released about all of this, uh, th this was their concluding statement. It said, for far too long, large corporations have recklessly pandered to the left and bent the knee to serve the woke elites. And we all know that that's true. And we're all seeing that our dollar does make a difference. Our dollar, and and because th this is what needed to happen, we had to have the financial pushback against Target by the customer so that a shareholder like Brian Craig would stick their head up and be willing to say, wait a minute, this has really impacted me financially, and I'm going to sue this company for this. But if we, the customer, the consumer, had not voted with our dollar, I can guarantee you that Brian Craig would have never popped his head up. Because for him, the bottom line is, you know, I don't know this guy personally. I don't know what his morals and his ethics are. Maybe he would have said, you know what, this is wrong for Target to do. This was not a good assessment on the market or whatever. And, uh, and he would have sued him anyway. I highly doubt it. And of course he couldn't. He wouldn't have had a legal stance if there had not been a financial pushback by the market, by the consumer, by you and I, the customer. And so it really does start with you and I, the customer, punishing these companies and then giving shareholders a leg to stand on in order to push back against these companies.
And of course, all this has happened, uh, the backlash against Target's Pride line of products, that's come in the wake of Bud Light, uh, the, the Dylan Mulvaney fiasco where the long, you know, they chose to align themselves with the transgender influencer, and thus far, the Bud Light, uh, they have lost brand, that brand has lost nearly $400 million in sales, representing a 10% drop in revenue. And recently, Anheuser-Busch, uh, which I don't think I have talked about on this podcast yet, but uh, you've probably seen in other head- headlines, that Bud Light's parent company, Anheuser-Busch, has announced that it was selling eight of its brands, including Shock Top, Blue Point, Breckenridge Brewery, Red Hook Brewery, and Highball Energy, in order to raise cash. And the company has had to let go almost 400 employees since the Mulvaney fiasco began in March. And so you're seeing the a lot of the same thing happen with Anheuser-Busch and with Bud Light. And you just have to be reminded that you and I, as the consumer, have that kind of power. And in the Target case, the plaintiff is seeking, quote, a declaration that defendants violated Section 14A and Section 10B of the Exchange Act, a declaration that Target's 2023 director election was void. An order, an order awarding to plaintiff the damages he has sustained as a result of the violations set forth above from each defendant, jointly and severely, and such other and further relief as the court deems just and proper, including reasonable attorney's fees and costs. As of this podcast recording, Target has yet to comment publicly on the lawsuit, so I don't know, uh, I don't know what their response is going to be to that. The other thing I would add to that is Disney+. Plus. You guys, I know that we... Disney is a hard one. Disney's, you know, it is the hard one to let go, I think, for a lot of people. Um, but we got to do it because Disney and Disney+, Plus, they have, they're now um, coming out with a new show. And it's a German-based show where a teenage girl gets pregnant and falls in love with the devil, with Satan. I mean, it is so far out there. And then... Not only that, they're now uh, blasting out a new, some new show has something to do with a transgender man um, and Minnie Mouse and helping little girls get dressed as Minnie Mouse. I forget what all of the details were, but it's, uh, it's going to be, you know, they're putting on their platform a transgender man that dresses as Minnie Mouse and they're marketing that to children and Disney I, I recognize that they're a behemoth, but so is Target. So is Bud Light. Bud Light was the number one selling beer in the United States of America for years. And they have been really hurt by consumers this summer. If we can do that to Bud Light and we can do it to Target, we for sure need to be doing it to Disney and Disney+. Plus Because the things that they are pumping out to our children... Look, our kids aren't drinking Bud Light. <laughs> And they're really not shopping at Target unless we take them. And, of course, they're not going to Disney or watching Disney unless we take them. But Disney has much more of a direct route to the mind and heart of our children than Target or Bud Light ever had. And so it really should be that we take the battle to the the feet of Disney. Because I really do think that they're the ones who are leading the charge here. They're the behemoth in this thing. 
And they have not quailed a bit about it. And so it's time that we as Christian parents, we as conservatives, gird our loins and just say, no, the buck stops here. You you think what happened to Target and Bud Light was bad? Well, let's just see what we can do to Disney. Because I'm telling you, your dollar speaks. Your dollar speaks. And you know what? In a time where it's, it's so expensive to just buy groceries and get gas at the pump, just save yourself a little bit of money. Don't, you know, Disney Plus is upping their subscription price as it is, their streaming price as it is uh, here in the coming months. And just say, you know what? I'm not going to do that. And you know what? We're going to go to a different park. You know what? We're just not giving our money to these guys anymore. And be loud and be vocal. And you know what? Do exactly what people did about Bud Light, which was shame people. <laughs> shame them if you see them drinking that Bud Light or going to Disney. You know, it should not be something that we are proud and excited to post online that we're going to Disney anymore. It shouldn't be. Or that we're watching whatever latest show has come to Disney+. Plus. That should be something where we are ashamed to do. And so, and, and we as believers, as Christians, I don't think it's out of line for us to say, look, fellow believer, this is a company that is targeting your child for evil, and you should not be giving them your money to do that or to target anybody else's children. All right? So I just encourage you with that. As, you know, as, as, as these things are coming up with Disney, just start putting your money in other areas, especially right now when things are tied anyway because of inflation and a myriad of other things that are happening in our economy. You know what? Just say, just tell your kids, look, there's a lot of things we, our money's got to go to and we're just going to have to cut out Disney right now. And hey, maybe one day Disney will wake up and we can give them our money back. But, and you can have honest conversations with your kids too, especially if they're older, and say, look, this company, it, they believe in things and stand for things that are wrong. And we're not going to give them our money. And you know what? That's a hard lesson, but it's an important lesson for our kids to see us making. And so if your children are old enough, I fully encourage you to have that conversation with them and say, so that they can see mom and dad having some integrity about this thing. And, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm talking to myself too. Regarding this, because my kids have loved Disney Plus in the past. And so there's conversations that we have to have with them. So anyway, take that with you. That's the story for this week. The next time that you hear me in a real live up-to-date recording, I will have a new Miller baby in the house, and I am so excited. We're not announcing names. We have no idea what the gender is. So when I come back, I will give you all of that information. Hope you have a wonderful couple of weeks, and I hope to be back with you soon. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to The Hannah Miller Show. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast. This podcast is produced by Bob Sloan Audio Productions. If you'd like to find out more about Hannah or to schedule her for a speaking event, go to her website, thehannahmillershow.com.